You know, um, we all deal with different things all the time. And in the midst of those things, we always want to be able to say that God is good, no matter what we go through. And all of us desire to be happy. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be happy. The problem is, is that happiness is temporary. Happiness is something that we get normally from achieving something or getting something. So for example, there's a great movie with Will Smith called The Pursuit of Happiness. If you've never seen it, it's a wonderful movie because it really is very inspiring about a man that starts at the bottom, goes through all this different stuff and eventually achieves success. And at the end, he's, you know, he's walking with his son and he looks so happy, you know, because he's done really well and it's admirable. And it's actually a true story. But what I really want to share with you is that that happiness came from being successful in a job and achieving something specifically in that area. Many times happiness or most times, happiness will come from an external source. And the problem with it is it's easy come, easy go. You know, it's like, if I just get that bigger house, I know I'll be happy. Or, you know, I even said to Naomi this morning, I really just, my dream is just to have a house on the lake with my little bass boat and, you know, and that's just going to make me happy, you know. The truth is it won't make you happy. Or it will make you happy for just a little while. And we are created in a way where we just, you know, unfortunately that human nature kicks in, that fallen nature kicks in where we just kind of like, you know, it's just a season and then there's more. You know, we think that if we get that car or if we, you know, date that person, we're going to be happy. And the truth is it's not like that because there is, there is a big difference between happiness and joy. And really, I've come to a place in my walk with God that I've realized that there is truly just two things, happiness and joy. And happiness is something that comes from external things or personal achievements, whereas joy comes from the Lord. And joy is something that you can experience even when you're in a low place. Because the truth is, if you haven't realized by now that as a believer, you will go through low places. You will go through difficult times. And the question is, can you remain strengthened in those times? The truth is that real joy comes to us and actually strengthens us. If you want strength, you need joy. If you want strength, you need joy. The Bible says in Job 20, verse number five, listen to this. It says that the triumphing of the wicked is short and the joy of the hypocrite is but for a moment. So don't get too excited when you do something that you shouldn't because it's just gonna be short-lived. Have you ever seen someone when they do something really bad or they're like a hypocrite, they they get like all excited in that moment, but you know that it's short-lived because it's not real. Are you with me? But when we go through difficult trials, difficult circumstances, difficult situations, how many of you believe that we need strength? So take a look at what Nehemiah says. Nehemiah 8 verse number 10 says, 
Then he said to me, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to the Lord. Do not sorrow. Look at this. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So the truth is, if you're looking for strength, you'll find it in His joy. That's where your strength is. The joy of the Lord is my strength. It gives you strength. Not happiness. It gives you strength. Because even when you're going through difficult things, difficult trials, difficult circumstances, difficult situations, you may not feel happy. But if you draw from Him, you will experience a strength that will come from joy. But not as the world gives it. It's His joy. He says, my peace, I leave you. My peace, I give you. Not as the world gives it. Because really, peace that we get in the world is also something temporary. Last night I was ministering and we, we ministered a lot to people that were suffering from depression. Many people go through that. They go through difficult seasons in their life and experience a form of depression. The problem with depression specifically is that it feels like it's all around you and you can't get out of it. It feels like it's surrounded you and has its, almost like has control over you. It's so hard to get out of that situation. And the only way out sometimes is to get strength. We need strength to get out of that situation, whether it be depression, whether it be fear, whether it be anxiety. It's overwhelming. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Come on, let's be honest. I think everybody at some point has experienced some form of being down or depression, some much more than others. And you read someone like Paul who makes a statement like this that's just really incredible. And, and it makes you wonder, how is it that he can experience this? How is it that he can speak this way? And I've shared with you, if you've been here, just a couple of weeks ago, I shared with you what Paul actually went through in his life. He was stoned. He was thrown in prison. He was beaten. He was flogged. He was, the list goes on and on and on. But he makes this statement in 2 Corinthians 4, verse number 8. He says, we are hard-pressed on every side. I want you just to take a look at that because he doesn't say I'm hard-pressed on one side. He says, I'm hard-pressed on every side. That means the attack is coming from every angle, from every direction. It feels like it's just overwhelming. But note, note, immediately you must realize something, that that's how it feels. Are you with me? And what are you going to do? How are you going to react to that? So he says, we are hard-pressed on every side. But then he says this, yet not crushed. He says, we are perplexed but not in despair. So in other words, I'm feeling perplexed. The attack is so heavy, but I'm not going to surrender to it. I'm not in despair. I'm not giving up. That's what he says. Persecuted, if you've experienced persecution, it can be pretty harsh sometimes. Let me tell you something. He experienced it much more than you do. He says, persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our strength. What did he do? How did he manage to get through all of this? How is it that Paul was able to stay positive 
to stay strengthened while he was going through all of this. Well, I honestly believe that he was strengthened because no matter what he went through, he was able to keep his joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. We're not talking about happiness, guys. We're talking about joy. And I want to teach you this morning how to keep that joy, how to get that joy, and how to keep that joy. Because I I can imagine that some of us, at some point, believe that we've experienced the joy of the Lord. You know, at some point, we've we've experienced that joy where we we just, you know, we we just so, in in the presence of God, we just feel free and this joy that overwhelms us. and, And I believe God manifests His joy to us as well, which is a wonderful, beautiful thing. But I'm specifically speaking about being able to stay in a place of joy even when we're going through difficult things. Clearly, Paul had strength when he was going through all of these things. And I honestly believe that the only way it was possible was because he'd gotten to a place where he realized that he needed strength. So in other words, listen, where it says, I'm hard-pressed on every side, instead of going, woe is me, he says, but I'm not crushed. When he says, I'm perplexed, he can have strength because he has a joy inside of him. That's a real joy that comes from heaven. And he can say, but I'm not in despair. Amen. So we need to have a look in the scriptures at what do we need to do to be able to walk in this kind of joy. You must understand that the joy that comes from heaven is not natural. In fact, the Bible teaches us that joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit. In other words, a fruit of the Spirit would basically mean this, that you have cultivated a fruit or an evidence of God in your life. For example, joy, love, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Those are the characteristics, the nature of God. And as you walk with Him, He will begin to change your nature and you will demonstrate more and more of who He is in your life. Listen, I believe that God has faced many challenges. You don't think so? But I also believe he's handled them perfectly, flawlessly. So his spirit will work in us like with Jesus. Listen, Jesus had to face some really nasty people. And in the midst of that, he had to keep his composure. He had to stay patient. He had to cultivate that character and that nature of God that was on the inside of him. He had to keep it because the flesh was also there. So there was this battle going on, even in him. Are you with me? That's why I said, I am perplexed. He said, what shall I say? I taught you that last week. What shall I say? So in in that moment, he had a choice. He could either let the flesh rise up or he could stay in the nature and character of God. But we need that joy. I don't know about you, but I know that I need that joy. So let's go to John 15, verse number five. I'm gonna give you three keys to getting joy and to keeping it in your life. John 15, verse number five, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, 
for without me, you can do nothing. Now, let's put this into, into a way that it's easy to understand. First of all, outside of God, if we do not abide in Him, and we're on our own, we're broken off and on our own, we cannot bear any fruit. We will be unfruitful. So if we respond to things outside of God, in our own flesh, in our own strength, in our own ways, there will be no fruit developed. There will be no change. There will be nothing good that will come from it. Are you with me? But if we abide in God, we will bear much fruit. One of those is joy. What does that mean? The word abide in the Greek means to remain, to stay, to persist, to continue to live. The Greek language, a word means a lot more than what it does in English. My dad's Greek. He's sitting over there. He'll tell you that I'm telling you the truth. It means to wait for. It means to keep on. So in other words, as a believer, you will have a choice to make in everything you go through. And one of those things is when tough circumstances come your way, will you choose to abide in God? In other words, will you choose to remain in Him? Will you choose to stay in Him? Or will you respond contrary to who He is? Will you lean on your own understanding? Will you choose to lean on everybody else's understanding? Will you choose to go to some other source for fulfillment or healing or deliverance or breakthrough. As soon as a tough situation comes, the majority of us want to phone a friend, want to speak to somebody to find comfort. And it's not that there's anything bad in that, but the truth is if you really want to find healing, breakthrough, joy, peace, love, restoration, healing, you have to abide. What does that mean? We have to remain in God. We mustn't react. You see, the first key to experiencing joy and keeping joy is to always abide in Him. Amen. Psalm 16 verse 11 says, You will show me the path of life in your presence. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence is fullness of joy. If you want to experience the fullness of joy that God has for you, you will find it when you abide in Him, when you choose to stay with Him in every situation, when you choose to remain in Him in every situation, when you choose to consist, to be consistent, to stay firm, to not give up, you choose to stay with God in every circumstance, in every trial, in everything that you face. But some of us will be like, well, what, how do we, you know, I understand Pastor Alex, you say, I must abide in God, remain in God. I feel like I'm doing that. You see, he doesn't stop there. He goes on to say there is another thing that we must do. And maybe this will explain it to you a little bit more. He says this in John 15, verse number six. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they'll burn. See, without God, if you're not abiding in Him, you're going to be lost. But if you abide in me, and here it comes, point number two, and my words abide in you. You see, the first thing is we have to abide in Him. But the second key to walking in true joy is that His words must abide in us. 
His word, His words must abide in us. So what does that mean? That means that no matter what I'm going through, good times, bad times, difficult times, political choices, any kind of choices, any kind of circumstance, how do I react? How do I respond? What do I say? I choose to allow His Word to abide in me. What does that mean? Abide means to remain, to stay, to, be, to hold on to, to, to keep it with me no matter what. So in other words, when something happens, when something comes your way, something difficult, what are you saying? What are you doing? Are you responding according to His Word or are you not? You see, when we don't, when we respond in our flesh, when we respond not according to Him or abiding in Him or abiding in His Word or allowing His Word to abide in us, what ends up happening is there will be no joy. Nothing will develop and change in you. But if you allow His words to be your choice, to be what you keep with, to keep what you hold on to in that situation, look at what He says. He says, you will ask, put the scripture up, please. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. You see, what happens is we, we think, okay, I'm staying with God, but you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what, I, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna retaliate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come against that person. I'm gonna sue that person. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight that person. I'm gonna box that person. So we're not responding with his word but when we respond with his word watch this now according to his word whatever we ask because his word is abiding in us we're responding with his word whatever we ask it will be done you're not going to ask God to knock him out because if you do you're asking contrary to his word, you're not abiding in his word, or his word is not abiding in you, rather. Are you with me? Yes. Are you guys, are you all okay out there? Is everybody okay? Amen. You hear what I'm saying? So it's his once his words abiding in us, once that's our go-to, every situation, every circumstance, every challenge, every trial, every political decision, everything, we base it on his word. We will be successful. Can you say amen? And whatever we ask, according to His Word, will be done. It's so powerful. So powerful. You know, many times I've had situations where the pressure is so intense, like really difficult. And I remember when I started in the ministry, even little things would like really affect me. Like if someone said something really ugly about me, which never happens, by the way, you know, <laughs> I would be really upset and I would go to God in the beginning and I'd be like, you know, Lord, you know, maybe you should do something about this. You know, I know you've never done that, you know, only I did that. So, you know, I would go to the Lord and say, you know, Lord, are you, you know, please, you know, you must do something. I, I, and I, I just, you know, I'm really upset with this person and, you know, Lord, just handle it, you know, but like maybe you want to just knock him out, you know, <laughs> you know, I, you know, just, you know, I, you know, I'm just being honest. Is that okay? It never happened, by the way, and I didn't grow from that situation. I had to eventually deal with it. As time has gone by, every situation that comes is very difficult. Very challenging. And I so desperately want to defend myself or go to God and say, did you see what he did? 
What are you going to do about it, Lord? Are you going to, you know? But instead of doing that now, I'm trying to get to a place where I come to the Lord in every situation, whether it be a difficult situation, an impossible situation, I hold on to His Word. His Word says He will fight my battles for me, but His Word also says that His judgment is true. So I'm not even going to ask Him to do anything. I'm just going to say, Lord, You know. And Lord, will You handle it? However you see fit, if you want to bless Him, bless Him. I know you'll get him on judgment day, but bless him now. (laughs) He knows best. And when I do that, when I surrender to his will, to his word, and I'm staying in him to, to, to find my peace, to find my joy, to find my deliverance, to find my healing, something is changing on the inside of me. Naomi and I said to each other the other day, it's incredible how we handle things so differently to the way we did when we started the church seven years ago. I remember it was really difficult. I would really be upset for like a whole week. Now something bad happens and it lasts a few minutes. Maybe the evening. Sometimes the next day, but very rarely. (laughs) But I've just learned to trust God. To abide. Abide in Him, to rest in Him, to allow His presence to comfort me, to strengthen me, to give me joy, even in that circumstance, even in that situation. And to abide in His words and speak His word over every situation. You see, those are the two primary beginning keys when it comes to walking in joy and having joy in your life. But it does go beyond that. You see, the first key is abiding in Him. The second key is His Word abiding, remaining, staying, persisting, continuing in us. But then He says this in verse number eight. He says, by this my Father is glorified. Now look what He says, that you bear much fruit. You see, in all those situations, if you're able to abide in Him and His Word abide in you, you will bear much fruit. You will begin to change. You will find that you'll have more patience in that situation, that it wasn't as painful as it was last time. What's happening? The fruit of the Spirit is being cultivated in you. I said it last time. You know, many people will go, oh Lord, you know, I just, I just need more patience. You don't want to ask that, brother. Because you're going to be tried in that area. I'm telling you. That was the, that's as good as my southern accent can be right there. We've got like five seconds of it. I'm South African, I have a South African accent. I can't get rid of it. I've tried. <laughs> you will bear much fruit. And then he says, so you will be my disciple. A disciple is someone who follows Jesus. A disciple is someone who allows the Lord's word to abide in him and chooses to abide in him in all situations. And then he says, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. The problem is many of us, we will abide in the Lord. We will allow his word to abide in us. But when we make a mistake or when we do come short, because let me tell you, no matter how long you've been in ministry, no matter how long you've been doing this, the day will probably come where you will fail. And when you do, the question is, can you do this? He says this, he says, I also have loved you. 
He said, abide in my love. See, what happens is many times we'll do a lot of things right. Things will go well. We'll even overcome things. We'll go through things. But then something will come that's really just knocked us right off, our, off, off the street. and We just can't handle it. We get up. We fail. And when we do, we don't stay in His love because immediately we begin to feel, God doesn't love me. I've made a mess. I came short. I failed. He doesn't love me anymore. And it begins to be a slow fade. We then slowly but surely begin to say, well, you know, the Lord doesn't love me. I've messed up. I've, I've come short. And, and then we actually end up doing what will cause us to become even more separated from Him. Not Him from us, us from Him. As we'll begin to think that, well, you know, if you just, you know, we'll sin and we'll sin some more and we'll continue to sin and it becomes a slow fade. That's why he says, he said, as the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. That's key number three. We must remain in his love. We must abide, remain, stay, persist, continue to live, wait for, keep on. Doesn't matter how you feel. Remain in that love. Because he died for you. He gave his life for you. See, what happens is it's not that when you've made a mistake that now he's lifted his love from you. But what happens is immediately when we believe that God doesn't love us anymore, we don't remain there, we don't stay in His love, we don't stay under His, under His hand, under His mercy. We basically say, Lord, no, I've messed up, I can't, I can't, you can't. Is we end up sinning, we end up making mistakes. So He says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. If you stay close to Him, if you stay close to His Word, if His Word abides in you, you will continue to walk in His love. But as soon as you mess up, if you begin to just go your own way and not believe that God still loves you even though you messed up. Am I saying that you must go around and sin? Absolutely not. Don't do it. But what I am saying is that His mercy endures forever. The devil is the one that wants you to believe that, listen, you can abide in Him, but He don't love you no more. He does not love you anymore. And if you get to the place where you feel like God doesn't love you anymore, it becomes harder to pray. You eventually begin to don't even feel like He's there anymore. And then all of a sudden, it just this whole walk becomes so difficult and sin becomes so easy. Let's be honest. So the first thing is we should abide in Him. Allow His word to abide in us and always remain, no matter what we go through in his love. Listen to Paul's language. I am hard pressed on every side, but he says, but I don't give up. What is that? That's strength that he's drawn from the Lord. Why? Because he knows that no matter what he goes through, he is in God. He's in Christ. He abides in the Lord. And the Word of God abides in Him and He will not let go of it no matter what He faces. And He will not allow the enemy to whisper in His ear. He will remain in the love of God. Doesn't matter how bad it is. Doesn't matter how bad it's gotten. Doesn't matter how difficult it's gotten. Doesn't matter how He feels. He's not giving up because He knows the Lord is with Him. Are you with me? Now watch. In verse 11, it says this, all these things, or these things I have spoken to you, 
So I've said all of that. Abide in Him. Let His words abide in you and abide in His love. Why? That my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. God wants you to remain in His joy. God wants you to be filled with His joy, regardless of every situation, every trial, every temptation. But there are three things that we have to do. We have to abide in Him. His Word abide in us. Choose His Word over every situation, over everything, and remain in His love. And if you do that, continue to obey, be obedient to His Word, obey His commandments, and you will be successful. Every trial, every tribulation, every situation will cause you to become more and more fruitful if you can do that. And the joy of the Lord will become a strength to you no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're going through, no matter how bad it feels. Listen, listen. Depression may feel like you're stuck, but make a decision this morning and say, I'm coming out of that and I'm gonna be surrounded. I'm gonna abide in Him. I'm gonna abide in His love, no matter how I feel. Listen to me, no matter how I feel. Your feelings are temporary, but that joy will be with you for eternity. Oh my God, that is, that is powerful, Pastor Alex. Say that again. <laughs> that joy, oh, that joy will be with you forever, forever. That joy that comes from heaven, that peace that surpasses understanding, that peace that Jesus said, I give you, I leave with you. If you can overcome, if you can stand strong, if you can abide, it will be with you forever. Somebody give the Lord a shout in this place. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, all right, take your seat. Imagine, imagine if the Lord said to Joshua, listen, I want you to shout when you get around the walls of Jericho, and imagine he said, well, you know, Lord, I, you know, I don't think we should shout in church, you know, I don't think that shouting is really a biblical thing, or, you know, nowhere does it actually tell us that we should actually shout, Lord, there are times, if you know what it's like to be depressed, the only thing left is a shout. And let me tell you something in that moment, no matter how you feel, because some people are so depressed, they want to take their own lives. They can't take it anymore. The only way out might be a shout to the Lord. I want you to know that He will hear you. If you trust in Him, if you one more time, take a hold of Him, He will hear you. He will hear your cry. He will hear your shout. And let me tell you something, when you are at your worst, if you are willing to actually do it, the enemy is knocked into a whole new dimension in your life. 
because you are doing contrary to what you should be feeling. That's what faith is. Faith is believing God's word is true. Faith is not religion. Faith has to be caught. Faith has to rise inside you. Our theologies mess us up. Jesus, you know, Paul, Paul, I think Paul got so tired of all the doctrines and all the teachings and the super apostles and everybody that he got to the point where he said, all I do is I preach Christ and him crucified. That's it. And let me tell you, when I do that, the power of God is released. People are healed. Demons scream. People are made whole. Abide in him. Let his word abide in you and don't let anybody ever tell you that God does not love you. Stay in his love. Yes, if you mess up, say sorry and carry on going. Don't stay there. Carry on going. Get out of it. Shout your way out. Climb your way out. Pray your way out. Sing your way out. You can do it. Amen. One more scripture, then I'll close. The Bible says this. This is such a powerful scripture. Psalm 30 verse number 5. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. I want you to know that the favor of God, if you are a believer, is on your life. He says, weeping may endure for a night. Sometimes that night feels like two nights. Sometimes two nights feels like a week. Sometimes it feels like a month. I don't care where you are, how bad it's been, where you are. In, 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 you might have been weeping and, and, and going through it for a long time, but I want you to know the moment has come, the time has come where you step into your morning, where you step into your new day, where you step into a freshness, a wholeness with the Lord Jesus Christ because the Word says, Joy comes in the morning. If you choose to abide in Him and His Word in you and you stay close to Him and you walk in His love, you will experience that joy. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank You. We love You, Lord. Yes, Lord, we love You. I'm so grateful, Father, that the people who are documented about in Scripture are the ones who were willing to risk their reputation. A woman with an issue of blood that would have been outcast would never have been allowed to do what she did, but she crawled through the crowd to touch the hem of Jesus. The blind man shouts to the Lord, and the disciples try and quiet him. It's those that have an unusual faith that heaven responds to. Lord, we choose this morning to abide in you. Help us, Lord, because this world pulls hard at us. But we will always choose your word to abide in us. Stay in us. Be what leads us and guides us. Your word, Lord. And I thank you that nothing can separate us from your love. And so I pray this morning that this joy 
will become our strength. That you will fill up every person in this place who desires more of you, Lord, with joy, peace, and your love. Those three things this morning I ask for. For each and every person, Lord, some people are going through so much. It's not easy. But with you, nothing is impossible. And I thank you, Lord, for your joy. I thank you for your love and for your peace. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here this morning. And I pray for every individual in this place. I also pray for all of those that are watching online, Father, that you will strengthen them. If I was watching this at home, I know I would have shouted by now. And I'm so grateful to you, Lord. I'm so grateful for each and every precious person that you love so much, Lord. And I give you thanks for their lives. Now I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the love of the Father, the fellowship with the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you as you leave this place today go in his joy and go in his peace in Jesus name amen and amen God bless you guys thank you so much have an awesome and wonderful day in the name of Jesus and we'll see you next week amen